0: Welcome to Big Sky Writer, the podcast for storytellers of all shapes and sizes. Whether you write novels, teach classes, or just tell your friends what you did last weekend, if you're a storyteller, this podcast is for you. Here's the host of Big Sky Writer, Clint Mori. Thank you, Mark, and thank you for dropping by to listen. Now, today I have a question for you. Would you like to have a good memory? Now, I'm serious. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have a list of items I'm supposed to pick up at the store, but in the ten minutes it takes me to drive there, I forget what I was supposed to pick up. And then there's that fun experience I have of walking out of Costco with a shopping cart filled full of stuff, and not having any idea at all of where I parked the car. Which brings me back to the question, would you like to have a good memory? It sounds like it would be very helpful, doesn't it? But don't answer too quickly. Because a good memory could lead to some collateral damage. Now, while I may have difficulty remembering a shopping list or where I parked, I find some of my easiest memories to recall came from over half a century ago. Are you impressed? Don't be. Because often... They are memories I wish I could forget. Some of them are memories of things I shouldn't have done. And some, and sometimes this is even worse, they are memories of things I didn't do that I should have done. Trust me, there are times when a good memory does not seem like a blessing. Now, Because I had such an emotional reaction to some of my memories, I figured, Other people had similar experiences with their memories, and you know what that means for a storyteller? I may have hit a vein of gold. A story was waiting to be told. Now my first thought was to develop a story where the main character could go back in time and fix the things he or she did wrong in his past, kind of a back-to-the-future type of story. And as I was developing the story, I did what I usually do as I went back through my own life to think about things that I would like to change. And that's when it happened. The memories of events from my past became clearly visible in my mind. Now, at this point in the talk, a good storyteller would share some of those memories with you. But I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do it for a couple of reasons. One some of the memories make me look stupid now it's not that i can hide that very well but i have no desire to share that with you at the moment but even more importantly some of those memories far too many of them hurt when i think about them i can remember hurting people with words or actions I can remember not helping people when I had the opportunity to make a difference for good, and I can also remember times when I chose to disobey God. Now, I had to stop working on that story for a while, because once I started down that track of remembering, I began to clearly see some of my failures and my flaws, and it seemed like a never-ending list. Many of the things I remembered. The Bible would label sin, and if you're not familiar with what that word means, it basically means stuff that falls short of God's standards for how we should live. I guess I was hoping God was too busy to notice some of the stuff I've done in the past, but here's the problem. God doesn't have a pretty good memory. He has a perfect memory. He knows absolutely everything about me what I've done, what I've said, even what I've thought, and I don't measure up to God's standards. In the Bible it says, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. Hebrews. Now I would like to blame my failures on circumstances or other people, I would like to take solace in the fact that other people have failed far worse than me, but it doesn't change my situation. My failures are entirely mine. And I'm not the only one in that boat. The Bible says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now that means not only me, but you are a sinner. I don't know what you can remember about your past, but... There are a lot of things in my life I would prefer never saw the light of day. But nothing is hidden from God. Nothing. Not even the things I've managed to keep secret from my family and friends. So what hope do any of us have? One day we're going to have to stand before God and have all those things in our past revealed, and then we will be judged for them. And it won't just be embarrassing. It will be eternally lethal. You see, God is just. If we break his commands, there's a price to be paid. As the Bible explains, the wages of sin is death. Now, that would be a sad story if it ended there. But it doesn't. Most of us don't have a real clear understanding of how much God loves us and how he has chosen to treat us. I find it amazing the God who knows absolutely everything wrong we've ever done offers to take care of the mistakes from our past. In Psalms, this beautiful passage, he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Wow as far as the east is from the west. I like that. Isaiah writes, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Wow. <laughs> now, I feel terrible about some things I've done, but God promises to take care of those things. In the very short book of First John, we read that if we confess our sins... He is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Think of all these passages. He's removed our transgressions from us as far as the east is from the west, made them whiter than snow, made them like wool, forgiven, purified. God gives such beautiful images to explain his love for us. But the greatest image is not a philosophical statement about love and forgiveness. It's an action God took. You probably heard the verse, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent his Son, Jesus Christ. Why? To pay the price for our sins. That's why Jesus came to earth, not so he can have stories told about him or Christmas trees stuck up in the living room. He came to take our sins upon himself, and he paid the price for those sins. He died on the cross, and then he proved that he had the power to do all of that by rising from the dead. Now, God knows all about me. And he loves me so much, he's willing to take every bad thing I've thought or done and every good thing I didn't do and wipe it off the books. And he makes that offer to everyone. In fact, we're told in the Bible that when it comes time to check the books on us, if our names are written in what the Bible refers to as the book of life, in other words, we've accepted Jesus as our Lord, then those bad things from our past aren't even looked at. Jesus took the blame and the punishment for them. And in return, he gave us eternal life. That's a pretty cool deal. I think I'm ready to go back and start working on that story of fixing memories. But now, when those memories from my past come to visit, and they still do, it's not for condemnation. They serve as reminders to me to please God, to look around and do good for others, to avoid evil. I want to be a light for Jesus so that the world can see how great God is. I'd like to close this episode with a blessing from the Old Testament book of Numbers. May the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord's face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious to you, show you his favor and give you his peace. Until the next time we get together, be the reason someone smiles today.